everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is Tyler P. Watson. We are here to talk about week five. We're already almost 25% of the way through your normal head-to-head regular seasons. And before we get started on week five, though, I wanted to do a quick lightning round on some of the transaction trends that we're seeing here at the end of week four on a handful of players that I'm kind of interested in. And I'm going to say we're looking at not the rest of the season on these players, but how we feel about them, Tyler, for like the next three to four weeks or so. And I'm going to start with a player who's got a little bit more opportunity to play over in New Orleans with Dyson Daniels. Oh, how do I feel about this player Uh, for fantasy next three weeks? uh, I actually like Dyson Daniels a lot as a, as a player, as an, an archetype, right? Like he's just a big guy who can like handle the ball and do some stuff. Um, I would say if you need what he's going to offer, I am in. If you are in need of points as your bench option, what's he going to score? Like 10 a game? I can't imagine there's a team out there that doesn't need assists, right? You could always win assists if you have someone who's suddenly uh, out of nowhere getting you like, I don't know, five, six assists a game over the course of like, you know, three, three to four games a week. I, yeah, I think and he's good a percentages, must roster. I think. Yeah, I think the is going to be good. So yeah, he's, he's kind of like good it. across the board. Yeah, yeah good rebounds. Going to get a block or two just because he's six foot eight. Like good steals. There's just not going to be any points. So like, if you're a team that's struggling in points, like he's making you worse, not better. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I think he should be on a roster. He's only rostered in thirty nine percent of. Yahoo Leagues. I, I think he absolutely should be on a roster. Um, I'm going to avoid the Memphis dudes uh, who people are picking up because I think you should just avoid them anyway. And I'm going to ask a much more interesting question on our absolute number one favorite team on Watching the Boxes podcast. Least favorite city. Absolutely favorite team to talk about. The Orlando Magic. Jonathan Isaac is starting to look like a little bit of an old school vibe, Jonathan Isaac. The steals, the blocks, the rebounds are there. The minutes are not. So I don't know. Next three to four weeks, good flyer to take or and wait and see. Man, this this hurts, and and why it hurts is like why can he? Did they just decide he can't play more than like fifteen minutes a game now? Is that just yeah, a, a real thing? Because but they're just he like, ended, oh, he's going to get injured, so let's just play him 20 minutes. He ended last season, like, he never ramped up before beyond his highest minutes per game last year, 16 and a half. That was the highest he played all year. This year, he did finally play 19 and a half in the last game, but, like, the games before that, just under 17, 12, just over 17, just under 16, like... It's so hard to be standard league 12 team relevant in 16 minutes a game. Because there's going to be nights where 
he's going to get you the three points and a steal and nothing else. Well, another damning thing is that Orlando isn't healthy. Bolt is out. Wendell Carter is out. This should be a um, opportune time to be like, hey, Jonathan Isaac, now's the time for you to slide in and see what we if, if you can return to form. And they're going with uh, Gogo Baritza. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I would say would be uh, damning is when was the last time he was fantasy relevant? What year? Oh, God. Six, uh, I think uh, Jamal McGlore was in the league during that time. Yeah. He he literally wasn't relevant since the 1920 season. Right? And even there, he only played 34 I, games. The 1920s? The only, Damn. That was a long time ago. The only, like, true season where you would roster Jonathan Isaac for the entire season in his entire NBA career, the only one where you would roster Jonathan Isaac from start to finish is the 2018-2019 season. He played 75 games. 9.6 points, 5 rebounds, 1.1 steals, or 1.1 assists, 0.8 steals, 1.3 blocks. And even that, it's like, it's fringy. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was that was an exciting time because you were like, this young dude's got something, and it might blossom into an incredible fantasy player. And that was like an eternity ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. And now here he is with plenty of minutes that he should be playing, not going over 20 minutes a game, and like doing similar things to what he did five, six years, seven years ago, like a, just a long time ago. Um, I cannot, I don't think I can recommend anything other than a stream for Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, I mean, like the moment you go counting on him, he's going to break your heart. Like that's just. That's the way it's going to go, right? Like, you're going to think, yeah. oh, yeah, I've got this good player, and then, boom, it's going to be... I mean, like, how many games has he played in his NBA career? This is the uh, uh, seventh season. Oh, God. 150. 157. Ooh, that was really close. I really just took a, a dart. I just guessed. That was a well, it was 100. Long. It was 147 in the first six years before this, so... Uh, 24 a game. Yep. Absolutely brutal. Um, I want to do a few more before we get into week five. Yeah, week five. Um, and how we're prepping for the another weird week with Thanksgiving, no games on Thursday. Every single team, I think, is playing on Wednesday. Um, no, two teams aren't, Michael. Get it together. Damn. All right. Well, I haven't gone to hashtag basketball.com and looked at the advanced schedule yet, but I will after we talk about two guys that I'm also I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. These are guys I want. I, I think I want them on my team, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to, um, I guess, procure a roster spot for them um, as the GM of multiple teams in fantasy basketball. Yeah, they George. He's playing really good minutes. He uh, seems to be the better player here. He's starting to, um, I mean, he's just starting to look like he will be the best person to run the point guard in Utah, right? Like, he's he's got talent, and he's got good fantasy stats. Is it time to roster him permanently if he's available on your waiver wire? Uh, do the Jazz have the worst backcourt in the league? Ooh, that's 
Um, do the Spurs or Bulls have a backcourt? Oh, well, I mean, Zach Levine's in the backcourt, so... All right, okay, well, all right, then, um, uh, maybe. Yeah, y'all, yes, I'll say yes. All right, like, they're, so, he should. They're not going anywhere, that's pretty clear, right? I mean, they're, they're 4-8 and eight in their first 12 games. There's, it's not like the Grizzly situation where they're waiting on John Morant to come back, right? Like, they've, this is their team, this is what they have, uh, they're gonna be bad. Keontae George is gonna play a ton in the second half, I think he's going to be. Probably a top 100 player, even with bad percentages in the second half. So, yeah. I mean, if you can get on that bandwagon uh, for zero cost, I would say that's probably smart. It's probably a little premature yet. Like, right now, I don't know that I want to pick him up and keep him for every single game. Just because there's still nights where he's playing, like, 20 minutes a game, right? And not you don't want that. But I think in the second half, when they're going to be like, all right, here's 35 minutes a game, he's going to be... A top 100 guy. Yeah, normally a player who's playing that kind of sporadic minutes, I stream occasionally and hope I get lucky that it's the week that they're going to start and play 30 minutes a game, and then I say, ooh, I'll keep him around for another week, right? I think that's how I'm going to approach this one. At least we have the foresight of being like, all right, he's he's going to be the guy who... So if I need like a point guard and i need those stats even in limited minutes helps me a little bit but in the long term and i think at this stage of the game playing for the long term if you are a playoff team is actually pretty important um, making these little moves to strengthen your team in the second half as you approach the playoffs um, are game changers like that that can win you a playoff series so if you're kind of struggling for a point uh, some of those point guard stats i actually think i would put him on the bench this week and see what happens and, and give him a long leash for the next three to four weeks yeah totally fair i mean there's going to be bad games there's going to be good games like you gotta ride that roller coaster at this point um but if you're looking long term and you think you know i've really got a team that's gonna compete for the championship like i don't hate that move at all all right the last guy that i'm uh keeping an eye on maybe well this one this one gets complicated and we don't have to complicate it but it gets a little complicated uh brandon miller i like brandon miller i don't love brandon miller um and now miles bridges is back which uh, you know no comments gordon hayward's playing still fairly well and not injured yet uh pj washington is you know doing pj washington stuff he's like good not great is it just too crowded in Charlotte if you either roster Brandon Miller or are thinking about picking him up off the waiver wire? Uh, well, he's going to be significantly owned because he had that 29-point game against the Knicks, right? And he was 10-15 to exactly. 15 from the field and made five threes. Like, people are going to be hyping about him. But, like, I don't – like, what, what categories are you expecting Brandon Miller to be average or above in over the next month? Ooh, that, that, you know, that's a very good question. Uh, um, above average for his position? Um, turnovers? <laughs> Clocks? 
yeah, like, I, I think, like, if you go to uh, hashtag basketball right now and you look at the rankings, like, he's average in, like, every category, right? Like, he's average in field goal, he's average in free throw, he's average in threes, he's average in points, he's average in rebounds, he's average in blocks, he's below average in the other two, like, he's yeah. 181st ranked player, like, he's just okay. Now, if Gordon Hayward goes out, then it gets a little more interesting, but, like, again, with no assists, no steals, and half a block a game, like, what is there to love? And this is kind of like the opposite of George, right? Where it's like, Chancey George kind of looks like he's going to be the guy, and he has the feel of maybe not being ready yet, but ready sometime, and the, the playing time is there. Brandon Miller looks very good. The playing time's already there, and his fantasy stats are okay like a really border like you're saying like average like not even like good average where it's like um you know back in the day Otto porter was like above slightly above average in like every category so he's like a top 50 player this is like average or worse in every category so that makes you a borderline stream and now add the fact that you have more like a more crowded um roster where you might not be even the guy they go to anymore like those minutes could be headed down so after that 29 point game you, you if you have this dude sell tell him now I, I would say this though uh the four worst teams in the nba in point differential uh Best point differential to worst point differential. Do you want to guess who they are? I know I can get uh, at least three of them. Washington okay, Wizards yeah, has, to be, has to be. has to be the Wizards. They are um, the second worst point differential. Oh, no, third shit. worst. I'm sorry. Third worst. Oh, there's two. Okay. There's two teams that are worse? That's. I don't know how that's possible. Um, Charlotte. Simply Charlotte is the second worst. Okay. Nine and a half point negative. Okay. And I'm going to say Portland because it feels like they get really, like, feels like DeAndre Ayton is sitting so many minutes and not getting me the things that I need to win my week. So I'm going to say Portland. They are the the best of this category, the fourth worst at minus oh. 7.4. Who am I missing? Det- like Detroit? Well, no. They are only <laughs> minus 4.8. They're they're minus five point nine. You see, San Antonio Spurs have the absolute worst at minus thirteen. Oh, okay, no, that makes sense. But the Hornets, and this is my point, I guess, is the Hornets have the second worst at minus nine and a half, worse than Portland and Washington. So if this team thinks they're a contender, so far they have been really, really wrong. And so does Brandon Miller get to just run the show for the last 20 games, which might be during your fantasy playoffs? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we see but, something more. But I'm what not do you hyped get about it, that? though. Like, I'm, I'm more hyped about Keontae George in the sense that I feel like he's going to get some stats that are above average. And even if, like, Miller gets to play 35 minutes a game, like, it just feels like it's going to be 18 points and you're hoping for a steal, like five rebounds mm-hmm. or five and a half, and like two assists, and probably 0.5 blocks. Like, 
it's not great. Like you just kind of going like, okay, well it's helping me, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not holding him for that length of time for the no upside. Like at least Keontae George, you feel like there's some good upside for Brandon Miller. It's like, okay, well this is like not even the hundredth ranked player still. Yeah. I think that's a great way of thinking about it. I'm not getting, if you're not feeling hyped about a dude who's on your waiver wire, probably don't pick them up. That's like a good rule of thumb. If you're not like, Ooh, baby, uh, this seems good. I guarantee you just like scroll through your waiver wire. There's probably someone who you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Or, Ooh, Keontae George still out there. Brandon Miller, you go, I don't know. Well, take your first instinct. And actually your first instinct surprisingly is, um, like scientifically proven to be somewhat intuitive. So go take a look at that and then go to hashtag basketball.com, click on advanced NBA schedule grid and look at week five, because here we are in week uh, approaching week five. And there are three teams who are only playing two games, Dallas, Detroit, and Oklahoma city. If you're talking about one of the top 25 players in the league, yeah, okay, I'll take two games from Shea. I'll take two games from Luca. Everybody else, no thank you. I'm not interested. Everybody, everyone, like you said, other than the Pistons uh, and the Knicks are playing on Wednesday. This is going to be another really tough week to stream. Wednesday and Friday are the big games. But there are some interesting teams that have a schedule that when you're ha- when I have a crowded week, I I try to look to the next week. The Lakers only played three games this week. But they played Tuesday, of course Wednesday, because everybody's playing fucking Wednesday. Uh, but Saturday, which is a low, um, like only six games are being played on Saturday. And they play Monday of next week, which is also a five-game Monday. So to me, you're getting, even though the Lakers only played three games, you're getting a little bit of a touch of that next week, which I, which I, I definitely like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say there are a couple other teams, too, that, that seem pretty interesting in that respect. Like Portland, they play three games, but they play Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. So, like, that could be a good opportunity to get somebody on the last day of this week and the first day of next week, uh, depending on who's available, obviously. And the Nuggets uh, also play that Sunday, Monday, back-to-back that I like. Uh, they play the Spurs and the Clippers, two teams that, uh, well, one has the worst point differential in the league, and the other team did get a win, finally, but is struggling. So... Uh, you like that if you're Denver. Yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, the 14... I also got like, one wild stat. Whole... I gotta... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I got to say, this This is a wild stat. Brandon Miller ranked 181st, okay, so far this season. You know who's ranked ahead of him? The guy that everyone is complaining isn't playing enough, Jaden Ivey, is ranked 170th. Wow. That is, a, that is an interesting stat. I do like Jaden I, I... Once again, fan of Jaden Ivey, fan of Jalen Suggs. I'm a big fan of the Jalen's. Um, Jalen Smith, not think, so much. I think, but it goes to the point that I think we were both trying to make in the sense that, like, I can get hyped about Jaden Ivey. Like, if Monty Williams comes yeah. out tomorrow and says, I'm playing Jaden Ivey 32 minutes a game, I'm like, all right, I'm picking that dude up. Instant. Yeah. Boom. Done. Exactly. My, my tone completely like, changed when you said Jaden Ivey. I was like, oh, shit, Jaden Ivey. I like him. <laughs> Yeah, whereas if you're like, I'm playing Brandon Miller until he cannot handle another second, I'm like, eh. It's like, okay, great. I guess, like, 38 minutes a game, he should be on a roster, sure. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess that was the point, is like, find somebody like Jaden Ivey that you're like, damn, okay, Jaden Ivey, let's go. 
Very fair. Um, I think if if I'm if I'm looking at the tea leaves here with the with the Lakers, um, there's some streaming opportunity here. I uh, if I'm, I don't know. I, I think you could get some Cam Reddish, some Terry. Like, I, do I want that? Like, I don't know, not really. Ryu Hach- uh, Hachimura's up and down. Like, I think this is a hard team to stream, but like, I won't. I would not be mad having a Terry and Prince or Cam Reddish in that nice stream uh, sequence for the Lakers. I probably would look at the Cavs, maybe because the Cavs have. Um, Four games this week. They play Tuesday. They also play Saturday, and they play Sunday. So it's like that. If you're really focused on this week, that's a, a nice differential uh, with the Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and, they, and then they play Tuesday of next week, which is like an eight-team game. So you, it, it might benefit you. It might not benefit you, right? Yeah, I feel like again, like the no games on Thanksgiving really just like makes this hard because you're just going like you know we have an eight game slate on monday we have an eight game slate on sunday we have 10 games on friday like it's just it's difficult to find somebody so i would go recommend um and i think i recommend this a lot go to your league especially if it's daily transactions look at it look at next week look at every day be like okay i can fit in somebody on tuesday and on thursday right i can fit in somebody on tuesday thursday saturday i can fit in some i can only fit in somebody on tuesday and saturday find which days you can fit someone pick up somebody that fits Right, yeah. become the best person available that fits, and like I, I can't, I don't know what your team looks like. Like, if you have the right players, right, even on an eight-game slate, your roster can be full because you know you've got all those teams, right? Like eight games on Monday, maybe you've got Aaron Fox, and you've got another king that you like, Keegan Murray, right? Maybe you got for the Knicks, you got Jalen Brunson, you know. And you just keep going, right? And then your roster's full on an eight-game slate, whereas, like, other people, they're going to have two or three open spots on an eight-game slate because they've got, you know, Hawks and Cavs and Magic and Suns that all don't play. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, like, maybe you do need to slot one roster spot on Friday. Maybe maybe you do need a, uh, somebody who does Monday, Friday this week. I'm looking right now at the Wizards. Um, Monday, they got, they got Monday. Everybody's got Wednesday. But they do Friday and they got Saturday, and then they got Monday at Detroit. So now you're getting that extra for the next week. And when I when I go look at Washington, even though they're bad, and even though half the time they just go, all right, cool, uh, we're we're losing by like 38 at halftime. Let's just uh, let's just sit everybody. I'm kind of interested. In a, a, a player I don't think I ever thought I would say I'm interested in. Um, I'm kind of interested in Denny Avia. It's Ooh, kind of okay. I, I was He's not like a better that. Brandon Miller. He's like a better Brandon Miller. Uh, yeah, so Denny like just has some like guard skills, right? Like he can make some plays. Uh, he gets a little bit of rebounds. He's shooting the ball well, which he's never done in his career. That's That's probably my big worry is like, is he back under a three a game? Uh, probably at some point, like the shooting seems to be really hot right now, which I'm scared of. Uh, sure. But at the same time, like the Wizards need someone to score. Jordan Poole sure ain't doing it. So, I mean, anybody here could be worthwhile uh, as far as a stream that's in the rotation. Here's the other thing too: it's hard. It's so hard to stream guys from 
like the wizards, I think. Because I always worry, like, okay, I'm streaming this guy. He's supposed to play, like, 30 minutes a game. But if they get blown out by 25, is he even going to play? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, they did get blown out against the Knicks. And I guess the, the positive thing there is that Denny played almost, like, 32 minutes. While, you know, Tyus Jones sat down. Uh, Dan- Danny Gafford only played 27 um, Kyle Kuzma is still out there doing Kyle Kuzma stuff. Jordan Poole only played 28 and shot uh, 18% from the field. Cool, great. I've um, I heard some rumors. I have some, I have a friend. I have some friends who are in the DC area, and the rumor is is that Jordan Poole is a little bit too tired from shooting shots at the clubs. Instead of shooting shots on the court. Now that's that's the rumor that I'm getting from the ground on the ground in DC, Tyler. Doesn't bode well that Washington sucks and Jordan Poole doesn't seem to care that Washington sucks. And that the whole vibe of is like, oh Jordan Poole's gonna go wild. He's gonna make it his team. It doesn't seem like he's interested in that. Yeah, I mean this team do they have anyone on this team that is on their next playoff team? I've asked this question a couple times to a couple different people, and I've gotten varying no. answers from. They, no. The answer might be uh, no. It might legitimately Billy? be no. Well, Billy, maybe? Maybe. He's like, kind of somebody, yeah. But again, like, he feels much more like a rotation player than, uh, like, I don't think he's turning into Giannis, right? Like, he's not turning into, like, this stud. I'm not sure he's turning into a Sar Thompson, even. Yeah, that's what I mean. He feels more like a a fourth, fifth starter, maybe a third starter on, like, at his absolute peak if he keeps growing. I mean, he's only 19. Like, let's not write the kid off. But at the same time, like, Jordan Poole, you might be able to make the playoffs with Jordan Poole on your team, but, like, probably at some point you just trade him. Jordan Poole's been terrible. Denny Avdia, like, okay, you just signed him, but, like, this team's a team that feels like they're gonna not going to be the playoffs for like at least a half decade, maybe more. So yeah. history tells you that they're going to churn through most, if not all, of this roster. Like Corey Chispert will be somewhere else. Daniel Gafford will be somewhere else. Any of the will probably be somewhere else. Jordan Poole will be somewhere else. Kuzma, like Koulibaly might be the only guy. And Which is a good sign I, for minutes for him, and it probably is a good sign for minutes for maybe Tyus Jones or Denny Avdia. Like those minutes in the long term are there. Are any of them, like, incredible fancy players in those kind of minutes? Like, Tyus and Denny are rosterable, right? Uh, is Cooler Billy rosterable this season? I I have no idea. And, like, if you spent money on Jordan Poole thinking he was going to be good, which, I'll, I'll be honest, I thought he was going to be good. I had him in that, like, you know, that 50, like, right before the plateau range, like, fifth round, sixth round. Um, and I reached for him in the fifth round in, in a couple of my leagues. I'm really unhappy about it. He's certainly a buy low if you're doing the math of just like the simple math of looking and going, listen, he's just shooting poorly. Buy low, right? Is he a, one of the very rare sell lows? Well, this was my point, I guess, about this whole team is like they get blown out a bunch and yeah. then they're all like they don't have anybody, anybody averaging more than. 30.4 minutes a game, and Kuzma's the only guy even averaging over 30 minutes a night because they get blown out. And so even, like, guys like Poole worry me because, like, okay, he's 
maybe doesn't shoot 39% for the entire season. But what does he shoot? Like, he's not shooting better than, like, 42. So at 15 so shots a game, at, at 42 points, like, he's 18 points a game. Yeah, let's say he starts getting wet and he starts playing really, really well. And he's looking good. And they still are a terrible team, so they still get blown out. And so Poole playing well, but only playing 28 minutes a game, isn't a top 50 player. Yeah, and that's the worry. Right, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, like, what is he? And here's the other thing: like, there's no defensive stats. Like this year, he's he is averaging 1.2 steals, but like for his career in 30 minutes a game in Golden State, it was 0.8 and 0.8. So like, you got to feel like those steals numbers are probably coming down. Yeah, which is uh, crazy to to think that those are going to come down. So he's going to be worse somehow. Um, I. Don't think I mean this has got to be rock bottom for Jordan Poole's value after uh, you know going uh, shooting eighteen percent and just like everyone's focused on how bad you are. I don't think you sell low here, but I think if he has any resurgency in the next like two to three weeks, you gotta you gotta send him you gotta send him out. Uh, they play the Bucks. And then Charlotte, and then the Bucks, and then the Hawks, which are not, Ooh. and then the Pistons, right? Ooh. And then Orlando twice. Like, there's some opportunity that he could get kind of hot. But again, Maybe. like, it doesn't seem like a great slate of games just for, like, I mean, Milwaukee's probably going to blow them out twice. They might be in the game against Charlotte. The Hawks, the Hawks probably blow them out. Detroit, I don't know. Orlando, Orlando might mop the floor with them, like, it's it's worrying and the big worry is like they've lost five in a row and they haven't been super competitive in most of those games they did beat charlotte once already uh and they lost to charlotte too so i don't know i'm just i'm not real hyped about any wizard i guess right now just because i feel like even the guys you're going like oh you should play 35 minutes a game to get blown out so much it's only 30 yeah that's uh it's not great it's not looking good um i would i would even i would trade Jordan Poole for Dennis Schroeder. Straight up. Oof. That, that, that's hurtful. That's hurtful. I, do it. I don't know. Um, I mean, Dennis Schroeder's been good. I like Dennis Schroeder. You know that. I've been a, I've been a Dennis Schroeder guy for a long time. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I can't really hate on it. Like, Schroeder's 76-ranked player. I don't know if Jordan Poole's going to be that for the rest of the season. So, like, I mean, right I, now, I what is he? You get that right now. Like that's a sell low that you could absolutely get right now. Someone go, hell yeah, I'll send you Dennis Schroeder. Maybe get like send pool out for Dennis Schroeder and something else. Like uh that's doable. Well, you could especially get it if Pool has a has a crazy game. Like we haven't really seen one. Like he had twenty seven against the Grizzlies at the beginning of the season. He had twenty three against Philly. Like if Pool gets hot for like a thirty piece, right? Where like he makes a, like five threes or something, that might be the moment to just be like, All right, I'll take Dennis Schroeder, I'll take this person, I'll take that person, like whoever you're feeling. Uh, there's a lot of guys, like just look, just go to the rankings and look in that like, you know, 75 to 100 range and be like, all right, I'd love to make this move, right? Like it just, that's a home run. Yeah. And uh, Toronto, right? Uh, bad stream week for them. They're, they are playing four games. They're playing Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. They do not have that Monday game next week though uh but og ananobi is uh, is out and it does seem like he might be out for at least a week 
if hopefully not longer because I like OG and Anobi. They did end up starting Gary Trent in in Toronto, and they gave some you know extra minutes to Chris Bouchard here and there, who is fun when he plays minutes, but like also never plays minutes. Is Gary Trent like a a roster or a stream for uh, Week Five? Uh, I don't think so because I think OG's gonna play on Sunday. He just got upgraded the probable, so. Ooh, I like that. I like to, I like what I hear about that. Then, yeah, if OG's back, then OG's back. And um, I like. He's another back. guy though that you might be able to trade Jordan Poole for if he has a hot game because OG is the 85th ranked player. He has not oh. made his free throws, even though he doesn't take a lot of attempts, and there's not really any assists and. Steel numbers are significantly down. So, again, that's another guy I would be buying low on, especially if people are worried somewhat about his injury, which does not seem at all serious. And if it limits his minutes on Sunday, that could be a good thing if you're trying to buy low. I'm I'm hard to disagree with that, Tyler. I think that is, I mean, I think that's it for week five. Uh, If you have any questions about week five or week six or your team or anything else you'd like to hear on the Watching the Boxes podcast, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. And Tyler, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. Go click on Twitter. Go to Tyler P. Watts. W A T T S. I don't know why you're not following Tyler P. Watts on Twitter. And we're here to help you out throughout the season. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll see you next time.